You're listening to a Tudor and Stuart Ireland Interdisciplinary Conference podcast. The 11th annual Tudor and Stuart Ireland Interdisciplinary Conference took place at Maynooth University on the 18th and 19th of August, 2023. The conference was generously supported by the McMorris Project, the Irish Research Council, the Department of English at Maynooth University, the Arts and Humanities Institute at Maynooth University, and Marsh's Library. As in previous years, the conference was recorded for podcasting by Real Smart Media, in association with UCD's History Hub. You can access an archive of more than 250 podcasts from previous Tudor and Stuart Ireland conferences on History Hub's website, historyhub.ie, as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. In this episode, a recording of a paper by Evan Burke from Maynooth University entitled An Exploration of the Poet-Patron Relationship in Irish Bardic Poetry circa 1541 to circa 1660. To start, I'm going to use my position to give a bit of background to the panel and set up all three of our papers. So all three papers are drawn from the McMorris Project, which you will learn a lot about over the next two days if you haven't heard about us already. It's a four-year project that is coming to an end in two weeks' time that is um, funded by the Irish Research Council Laureate Scheme. The aim of McMorris was to map the full range and richness of cultural activity across languages and ethnic groups in Ireland from 1541 to 1660. And today in my talk, I'm going to give you a sneak preview of the site and do the dreaded live demonstration. So we will see how that goes. So to achieve this, we built an open access website um, that you will learn more about this afternoon at our launch. But my paper will... Give, give you a kind of a showcase of the network element of the site. Um, the website, which is mcmorris.manuth.university.ie and is the right QR code on your name badges, has profile pages for every person in our overarching data set and has biographical metadata, who they were connected to in the data set and a list of their works, if they have any. The data is visualised in two ways, through our interactive network graphs and through what we are calling a deep map of Munster, which represents the multiplicity of cultural activity in the province from around 1580 to 1607. So to build our overarching data set, we brought together, cleaned and augmented four different data sets to see how they overlap and didn't, and the different perspectives they could give us. The first is the Dictionary of Irish Biography, which is an open access biography hosted by by the Royal Irish Academy. The second is the Bardic Poetry Database, which is a catalogue of Irish Bardic poetry from the 13th to the 17th century uh, that was compiled by Catherine Sims and is now being updated and hosted by Michal Hoyne. The third is a hand-curated dataset drawn from the English short title catalogue, early English books online, and the bibliographic work of McClintock, Dix and Sweeney that contains works written by an Irish actor, written by an actor when they were in Ireland, written by an actor substantially about Ireland, text printed in Ireland, text written by an actor before or after their time in Ireland. And that comes to about 4,500 works. The final data set is a hand-curated data set that is made up of people who we notice weren't getting captured by the three other data sets. And that includes extra bishops, chaplains, harpers, musicians, map makers, surveyors, medical families, merchants... Um, and a lot more that we were able to bring in as what we wanted to emphasise is that absence from these types of databases do not mean non-existence. So today I'm going to bring you through some of the networks you can find on the site, focusing on the poet-patron connection, 
we extracted from the extant corpus of bardic poetry dated between 1541 and 1660. In order to perform the analysis, we drew on the bardic poetry's database metadata, and it's a catalogue of Irish bardic poetry from the 13th to the 17th century. Um, the catalogue includes most extant bardic poems and records. It records each poem's poet and patron where known, along with other information such as the metre and class of the poem. The period of the poem's composition is noted by thirds of a century, and that has an impact on how we can date and use dating in, in other parts of the site. We've actually kind of stuck to our thirds of a, of a century, because while some English language sources you can bring to the year, if we have year search for some and then the third of the century search for the Irish material, it, it gets very complicated. And along with the area associated to the patron. So the first step in our network analysis is to clean the data associated with the XML files through a process of reconciliation. So the back end of the Bardic Poetry database separates given names and surnames, assigning each name component a separate ID rather than assigning an ID to each unique person. In order to rectify this, the poems dated between the mid-16th century and the mid-17th century were read through manually by my colleague Deirdre Nikorhi, and records and IDs were created for each poet and patron and for the poems that they were connected to. This involved the challenge of disambiguating between people of the same name, people whose surname only was recorded. And then our next step was to extract two types of network data, work networks and people networks. So for our work networks, if all poets they were known were connected to the poems they authored, and from there, if that poem had a known patron, the line goes on back to that patron. So then for the people networks, we treated the edges, the poems as edges, and use the Python code to draw in the poets of the poem and the patron of the poem alongside the rest of the metadata from the Bardic Poetry database. So you can see that um, here in our networks, the difference is by colour. You can see the patron being blue, the poet being green. The line between them is known as an edge, and in this instance, it's the poem that connects the two types of people. So, however, for all the works networks, the, um, we have to incorporate only the extant um, poems. So... In some instances for the people networks, we can't include all poems because we don't know the patron, whereas we do know the poem. So in the works networks, you can see even connections that go just from poet to poem, even if it doesn't continue on to a patron. So the first network I want to show you then is, is this network, which is a patronage network made up of all poetic and patronage families covering 1541 to 1660. In order to represent the importance of hereditary connections as a network, we treated all the poets and patrons who share a surname as one node, connecting the poetic family to the patronage family if any poet of that name wrote a poem for any patron of a particular surname. So the poet Fergal Og Vord, for example, wrote a poem for Kukonukt Og Maguir, connecting the Vords to the Maguirs. In the visualisation of this network, each poetic family is represented in green and each family of the lay nobility that employed poets is represented by blue. And then the thicker the arrow between them, the more poems written between the family and the poet, the poet poetic families. So this is a network visualised from 618 poems, includes 118 nodes. So there's 51 uh, different poetic families and 67 different families that offer patronage and 218 connections between them. So as the hereditary poetic families, so among them are the McRuthaha of County Clare, who are also associated with the historical profession, the Mekonvard of Donegal, the Ichossa of Permanagh, the Machaeca of County Wicklow, the Ihigin of County Sligo. 
And these are the big green circles that you see on screens. And they kind of stand out alongside the Idali of Westmead and Kerry, the email Hunter of Roscommon. And from the patron side of things, you can see the Edonal of Donegal, the Maguire of Fermanagh, the Enail of Tyrone, the McSivna of Donegal, the Everin of Wicklow and the Hecra of Sligo. So when we examine the weight of the connections between the nodes, we see the, the different noble families that the various poetic families wrote for. The Mekong Vard stand out for developing and sustaining a large network of patronage. So from this network, it appears that their main patrons were the Edonal of Donegal, for who they wrote, wrote 42 extant poems, but they also frequently wrote for their neighbouring McSivna, alongside the Maguire of Fermanagh and the Enail of Tyrone. So while this network gives us a broad overview of the traditional literary connections between families, it does not give us any insight into the individual patronage connections between a poet and his patron. So to see, to see this, we added more complexity to the network by breaking each family node down into their individual poet and patronage components. It allowed us to see which patrons had their own chief poet or ulav, and which connections were due to a collective production of poetry by various members of a poetic family. So to show you this networks, I, uh, this is where I jump into the site. This here is a network of all known patronage connections in the McMorris dataset. As you can see, it is a large network. Uh, when we break the network down into the individual components and patrons, the results are a network visualised from 618 poems that include 518 people. So that's 229 different poets and 289 different patrons. And there is 557 unique relationships between the poets and the patrons. And what you see here is an interactive version of that. So if we zoom in, you can start to see the different names. Once you, for this network, you have to zoom very far in. If you hover over the lines, you can click on them and see how one person knows another. And if you click on a circle, it'll pop up and tell you about that person where you can then here go onto their profile page or here load the, a network with that person at the center. So that if you're in a large network and you want to see a sub-network, you click to learn more about this network and it loads the network with that person at the centre. So in an article that I co-wrote with Dirjani Khorhi that's due out in the next issue of Renaissance Quarterly, we use network algorithms such as degree centrality and eigenvector to explore this network. But I'm not going to go through the algorithmic results again today. So I'm going to just show you how you can use the site to see some of the poets and their patrons. Um, there are three poets that stand out the most. Taigdal O'Higgin, Fergalog Macomvord, and Ochi O'Hussa. So you can kind of see that at a certain point here, they're, they're, they're in a triangle of them. So you can see uh, Ochi O'Hussa is here. All the connections he has are now lighting up when you hover over him. So you can see here all those connections. And up here is Fergalog Macomvord. And you can see all the connections he has when you hover over his connection. Um, but these are all ex exemplary prolific poets within their families, and all three have been long identified as key masters of their craft. They wrote at least twice the number of poems as any other member of their family, which unsurprisingly results in them emerging as this large hub at the centre of our network. So as you can see, this network of patrons is largely, very large and interconnected, but we can actually make it a lot larger and that is true bringing in what we're calling show with a second degree and what this function does is bring in all other known connections to anyone already in your search term so at the moment all you have is the bardic poets at their at the center and who their patrons are but when you do this 
it brings in all the patrons' other known connections. So you can see and explore how the Bardic poets fit into the wider political and social milieu of early modern Ireland and how they are one degree removed from different people through their patrons. And to show this in action, I'm going to jump on to a couple more examples. Um, so here is Fergal Macon Vord, and this is an example of a work network. So here you can see the circles are people. So the blue circle at the central is, center is Fergal Macon Vord. The blue ones on the, around the edges are the patrons. And the red in the middle in triangles are his poems. So you can see up here Cormac McCain O'Heakra and the five poems written to him. And if you click on any of the poems, you get a pop-up. You can go on to the works page for that poem. And in that profile page, we have a link to the Bardic Poetry database where you can go and learn more about the poem. Then the, the other way you can look at it is by searching through the people networks and look at Fergal or Macon Vord that way. And here you see, you kind of remove the works in the middle and you can see the connection straight to the, the patrons and other people. So you can hover over a connection, see how they know each other, what the connection is, and much like the larger network, you can turn on the second degree and see how Ferglog Macomvard here connects to all these different hubs through his patrons. You can also see it an example for a much smaller network. So this is Donald Macheka, who wrote for five different O'Brien um, patrons. So in the first degree of the network, you can see the five patrons. And then when you turn on the second degree of the, na- the, the network, it's a bit more readable because it's smaller, but you can see Donald Macheka here, and then you can see the hubs around his different patrons, specifically Fiat Macheo Brin, and all of the connections he has within our, our database. You can also do networks that place the patron at the centre. So if you search for patron, you'll have a network with your patron at the centre and the poems written for them all around that. And then on the periphery then is the poets and the poems they wrote for that patron. You can see it with Cormac McCain O'Hearker and you can see it with Philem McFair O'Brien. And again, much like the previous networks, if you change, change it, you can see the network from the people view. And in this instance, it's not just the Bardic connections. When you search for Cormac McCain O'Hearker or Philem, you will get all their known connections in our database. So you can, it, it mixes the poetic connections with the political connections extracted from the DIB. And, it, and again, you can turn on your second degree and see how your chosen patron or your chosen poets can be seen in the wider context of our, of our network. And here is Philem McFeoch O'Brien, much, again, much larger network. So the way we hope people will navigate the site is through exploring these large networks, zooming in, clicking nodes, and following in what we're kind of seeing, like a rabbit hole effect of clicking on different networks and seeing the smaller ones and following the thread to see how people know each other. And I can tell you, once you start, you can see, I have eight tabs open already. Once you start clicking, you can start uh, going through very fast. With these networks, we must be mindful of the fragmentary nature of the evidence. Given the large percentage of bardic poems that have not survived, it is the exceptional poets and patrons who are highlighted in the networks, those who have a lot of evidence for poems for whom a relatively important segment of their oeuvre in terms of diversity of patrons and topics survive and patrons who wielded extensive influence through their patronage of bardic poetry or for whom Dunera survive. 
this is just a snapshot of the quantitative elements of McMorris. And we're also interested in how the poets that stand out the most, so that's Tyke Dolo, Higgin, Fergalo, Macon Vard, Uchil, Husse, differ between the province. We want to see how they change over time. What does the network look like in the late 16th century and the early 17th century? What's the network difference between Leinster, Munster, Ulster, elsewhere? Um, And we're also interested in the religious um, networks. So there's a big corpus of poems that aren't included in our works network or in our people networks because they are not written for an earthly patron. These have included like envoys to St. Michael from Angus O'Dolly Fionn, Blessed Virgin Mary. So the image here is the network of religious envoys. So you can see the large, the large, the large thick arrows are the, the number of times a poet invokes an envoy to a, a different religious figure. And you can see at the centre the Blessed Virgin Mary. You can see just down here how much Angus O'Dolly Fionn uses the Saint envoys to St. Michael. Um, you can see St. Patrick down in this, in this corner. So we're interested in exploring this network more and we're also interested in looking um, at motif networks. Um, and this is what we can currently see on the left is a change over time um, of motif usage through relative frequency. Um, and what I have here is five different um, motifs and how they change over time. So it's the war with fo- uh, foreigners, Gaal and Sosnock, uh, foreign conquest of Ireland, uh, patrons prowess in war, that's the one in grey. Uh, the envoy to, um, I think it's, I can't read that, it's too small. So that's the yellow one. And the blue one, the one I did want to look at, is the imagery to describe pat- uh, patrons' uh, popularity. So it's, again, it's an interesting thing of seeing a spike in that in the mid-17th century in relative frequency. So this is not just numbers, it's, it's looking at the relative frequency to see is it the same as it was in the previous quadrant. And there's, there is a spike in the 17th century for that motif. So we want to explore that with more motifs, more combinations, and seeing what we can, can bring together. Um, so I'm going to leave it there and pass you over to my two colleagues um, so we can kind of drill more into this wonderful corpus. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast from the Tudor and Stuart Ireland Interdisciplinary Conference. For more information on the conference, go to TudorStuartIreland.com. You can access the archive of Tudor and Stuart Ireland Conference podcasts on History Hub's website, historyhub.ie, as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Spotify.